And folks, when it becomes about the government taking care of us instead of us running the government, we've taken ourselves right back from freedom to bondage. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Center or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's V-L-C-C-A-Z dot org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. Today is Veterans Day. Today is a day that originally was called Armitage Day, Day of Remembrance. The end of World War I, the Great War. And this was recognized shortly after that. I was going out to an event with uh, uh, Beth and, and Vince Summers yesterday. And they brought up a question I, I couldn't answer. They said, Pastor, what's 11, 11, 11 mean? And the only thing I did know is that I, I think it has to do with the armatus. And the armatus means, it's a, very, it's a fancy word, just means cessation. The ending, uh, that's what the word armatist means, the, the ending of the Great War. And what it was, was, was November 11th at 11 a.m., the war ended. Germany surrendered. And the First World War concluded, but not without great cost. There's an old adage, all gave some but some gave all. Another great but familiar adage is America is the land of the free because of the brave. Folks, the freedom that we have in this country, like no other country in the world, was not and is not free. Now, I'm going to say some things this morning, and I just want to throw this out there, that will, will be very unpolitically correct. As you all know, I'm not a very politically correct guy. Matter of fact, my Bible is not very politically correct. And I would rather offend on the side of God's word. And a statement I've made for years, I would rather offend you into heaven than pacify you into hell. America is the land of the free because... Of the brave. But the past has an interesting ability of being a part of the present. Why? Simply we can learn from yesterday or we can run 
from yesterday and pretend like it never happened and try to tear down monuments and try to get rid of all of these things that are offensive. Folks, every country, every person has a past. Aren't you glad they're not hunting you down and killing you because of your past or my past? Tearing down parts of your life. Folks, everybody has, and we have to learn from it or try to run from it. And if you don't learn from the past, you have a very great tendency to repeat itself. And we'll fall in the same traps as we did before. We leave them. We look at them. We take the good, the bad, and the ugly. Can somebody say amen? amen. Our dear young country at this juncture is doing the very same thing. You see, reliving the past that it should have long ago learned from. Oh, I could get really unpolitical right now, unpolitically correct right now. I just got to be always careful of these things. Oh, I may, don't worry. And I, I, I definitely will take my time. I love it. Hensley, you shout it, brother. You shout it from the rooftops. Matter of fact, I need a few more people to start shouting. I'll take your time. But be careful. I might be here until 4 o'clock if we do too much of that. You know the whole reason that this America was first settled? To literally, even though it wasn't added to the pledge until 1952, this country was settled to be one nation under God, to worship God. But who I feel is one of our greatest presidents, at least in my generation, Ronald Reagan said, if we ever forget that we are one nation under God, we will be one nation gone under. Today we celebrate a very special, special holiday. No, it's not Thanksgiving, though it is filled with great gratitude. No, it's not Independence Day, though it is filled with great celebration of freedom. And no, it's not Valentine's Day, though it is filled with great exploits of love. Today is Veterans Day. A holiday that literally, many of you may not know, is celebrated around the world. Some countries call it Armitage Day. Some countries call it Remembrance Day. But no matter what it is, no matter where it is, it is a day we honor men and women who have served in the military and died or lived for the cause of freedom. And it's a day that we set aside to say thank you for the sacrifice they made. For the sacrifice they made. You see, it's time to think about the freedom that we enjoy because they were willing to serve. Some countries, it's an obligation. Well, America looks at it as a prerogative, looks at it as a privilege. A love showed for the country. So much more. What makes the country? It's people. 
How do we celebrate Veterans Day? Folks, this is stuff. I, every time I get in this pulpit and I try to present something, the number thing, one thing is I would not compromise God's word. I will not change an iota of what God's word dictates, directs, or even implies. But how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you recognize a day? I, I know some people, they got great sales at the malls. Can't believe how many Black Friday sales they've already had. It's not even Veterans Day yet. But I'm sure they had Black Friday yesterday or the day before. And I'm sure they're going to have another Black Friday. I, 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 you, go, you go shopping. But can I, can I tell you some, day, some ways that, that I celebrate? I fly a flag. Not just any flag. The American flag. The flag that I am proud to live under. You say, well, Pastor, why can't I fly my, my flag? Because you're not in your flag. You're in America. You can fly yours. Well, this is America, folks. Is everybody okay so far? This is America. Fly a flag to remind everyone that you're proud of this country and you're proud of those who served. Spend some time in prayer, thanking God for those who defended the cause of freedom. And how about take a moment in silence, remembering those that died that you didn't have to. Veterans Day. Oh, it's a holiday that we take very serious. But it's not something that we sit around and mourn or we mope around or we're sad. It's a day that we can celebrate with jubilation and be happy because these men and women, they gave themselves. They gave it because they knew if they didn't fight for freedom, soon it would try to attack our own shores. The sad reality is, as Abraham Lincoln so famously said, it's never outside that will destroy our country. It'll be from those that come pretending to be a part, only to tear it apart. That's how every war is won. They slip in like in a Trojan horse, and then they start building their country in our country. Folks, you can't have two countries in a country. I've said it for years, folks. If you don't come to America to become an American... Why'd you come? Immigrants from years and years ago. I know that's a big fight in, polit- in politics right now. Oh, you can't stop these people from coming in. You bet yourself I can. I guess, Folks, it's a privilege to live in this country. It's not a right. And if you don't come to America to become an American, why the heck do you come? Our forefathers, the immigrants from years, they all came to America to become an American. Now I'm just... (laughs) You know, one of the things that ticked me off is right after 1963, remember that's when they pulled God out of school. They started hyphenating the country. Folks, you know, I've been... This, this boy's been all over. I've been in 36 different nations of the world. I've traveled all over the world preaching the gospel. And there is no other country in the world that hyphenates their population. 
in Germany, you know what you are? I don't care if you're red, yellow, black, brown. What's the other color? White. You're German. Mexico? You're not an Anglo-Mexican. You're Mexican. You know why they hyphenated America? Because the enemy knows you divide, you conquer. I'm trying, Hensley. I'm trying. These folks lived and died. But let me bring it to the most important part because, you see, that's not the end of their story. Those that knew Jesus as their Lord and Savior, let me read it to you out of the book of Job. In, 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 in Job, my flesh may be destroyed. Yet from this body, I will see God and I will see him for myself. Job said, yeah, one day I'm going to die, but I love God. I've given myself to God. I'm going to live for God. Can somebody say amen? amen? Those who put their trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and only those will see God as Savior. All will see him. Without Christ, he will be judge. See, and that promise of these soldiers that died, these ones that gave their lives, that's, that promise is not for them alone. It's for every single person that calls upon the name of their Lord. They put their faith in Jesus Christ. In, in, in Luke chapter 20, it says, those who are considered worthy to be taken part of the resurrection, they're like the angels. They will never die. They are God's children. Let me read Psalm chapter 33 for you. And then I want to take you on a journey. Psalm 33. If you have your Bibles open there. Once again, there's no notes on the screen. There could be lots on the screen. But right now, there's no notes. Psalm 33. Look what the scripture says. I'm reading out the, the Living Bible, the TLB translation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as his own. You say, well, Pastor, has he chosen me? If you've chosen him, he's chosen you. Everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Lord gazes down upon mankind from heaven where he lives. He has made their hearts closely and watches everything they do. The best, listen, listen to this, the best equipped army cannot save a king. For great strength is not enough to save anyone. Oh, a war horse is a poor risk for winning victories. Oh, it is strong, but it cannot save. Look what it says here. But the eyes of the Lord are watching over those who fear him, who rely upon his steady love. He will keep them from death, even at times of famine. We depend upon the Lord alone to save us. Only he can help us. He protects us like a shield. No wonder we are happy in the Lord. For we're trusting him. We trust his holy name. Yes, the Lord 
Let us, let your constant love surround us for our hopes are in you alone. Can I tell you how many servicemen and women went to the battlefield knowing it's not the war horse that's going to do it. It's not the military that's going to do it. Lord, you're going to have to save me. You're going to have to protect me. You say, well, pastor, but some of them died. That's right. Just like the Bible's full of people that loved God and lived for him that died. And where are they? You know, the book of Daniel says, there's no greater joy in all of creation than one of his saints come home. I want to take you on a journey. And I want you to join with me today. And we're going to be showing videos. We're going to be watching things. But I'm going to take you on this journey. This starts with something that sounds a little mournful. But yet, when you understand its content, is very good. I want to play something special just for you. Most of us know that song. Brings back memories for some. Oh, it's known by several names. When it was originally written, it was actually a poem called Scott's Tattoo. But in the mid-1800s, a Union Army Brigadier General, Daniel Butterfield, an American Civil War General, began to look at it as something more. And they called it Butterfield's Lullaby. Day is done. We know it as taps. Well, taps is what's used to conclude many military funerals. Yesterday, all across the country, taps was played, especially at 11, 11, 11 o'clock. Two minutes of silence was set, as was on Armitage Day, to honor, to remember. Today at cemeteries, memorials, all surrounding Veterans Day. But it also had lyrics. The original lyrics ended like this. Thanks and praise for our days neath the sun, neath the stars, neath the sky. As we go, this we know, God is nigh. Incredible, isn't it? There's a song a guy named Ray Boltz wrote, Fallen, Not Forgotten, said, Remember the Fallen, Not Forgotten. They were the heroes who stood too tall, so tall, 
and forever we will remember with glory and honor. They gave their all. Another man sang a song that titled, Some Gave All, and the song lyrics in part were, All gave some, and some gave all. Some stood through for the red, white, and blue, and some had to fall. And if you ever think of me, think of all your liberties, but please just recall. Some gave all. Veterans Day. We honor all the men and women who have served in the military. We honor all that still serve to defend our freedom. The truth is today, folks, all gave some. But some gave all. more than just names, more than blocks of stone set in rows, more than memories. They are our brothers and sisters, our parents and our children, friends, loved ones, and even strangers who believe that we were worth fighting for that we were worth dying for. They stand for justice, for courage, for heroism and fearlessness in the face of danger. They stand for the brave men and women who selflessly answered the call and gave their very lives for the cause of freedom. Let us never take their sacrifice for granted, but instead remember with gratitude those who have served. Today, tomorrow, and every day thereafter. By the grace of God, if we walk upon free soil, if we breathe in the sweetness of liberty, let us give thanks. Let us honor the fallen, and let us never forget. On the East Coast, we have Arlington Cemetery. On the West Coast, next to the Presidio, is another great memorial of thousands who have given themselves. Because we were worth fighting for. Not just America, but the American way was worth fighting for. Why? Because of the foundation of freedom and liberty in Christ. Folks, under, understand something. If we don't learn from our past, we will replicate it in our future. And today is the day that we have to do something about it. Let me, let me take you on a little bit on this journey, a segue if I could. Historically, Sir Alex Fraser Titler a Scottish journalist and historian did a great study and he found that the average world's civilizations, the greatest civilizations were approximately 200 years in length. And the way that nation progressed sequentially was this. They went from bondage to spiritual faith. What did America go from? The bondage of tyranny 
in England to spiritual faith on these shores. From spiritual faith to great courage. From courage to liberty. They even had a fight amongst themselves because some wanted to keep people in slavery. Other people said, no, all men are created equal. From liberty to abundance. No nation on earth has ever been as abundant as this country. From abundance, sadly, to selfishness. Well, now it's right. Now you owe me. Now I do nothing. The top 1% should pay for everything. Do some studies, folks. They already do. From selfishness to complacency. From complacency to apathy. From apathy to dependency. From dependency. Folks, when the government controls all, we're right back to bondage. See, most don't realize that when the First Amendment added the clause, the Establishment Clause and the Free Exercise Clause in the First Amendment, it was not written to keep the state safe from religion. It was written to keep religion safe from the state. The reason the original settlers left Europe to establish a place that the government would no longer, listen to this, rule over God, because that's essentially what they were doing. America may have fought and still, many in America fought and still fight to keep the government from controlling people here and in other countries. But if we're not careful, the proclivity we fought against from tyranny will lead us to apathy, bringing us right back to slavery to the peoples and the powers. This wonderful country of ours, 241 years young, this last Independence Day. 241. Hitler said average is 200. Folks, it's not inevitable. It all depends on the people. It all depends on you and me, our children, their children, and what they do. It depends greatly on whether you're willing to give some or to give all. Probably the second greatest American president stood in a field in 1863 and said these words, four score And seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. That's the foundation of America, folks. Conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now, We are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and dedicated can long 
endure. And we are met on the great battlefield of that war. We've come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live. The birthing, the formulation, the conception of that nation might live. And it's altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate. We cannot consecrate. We cannot hallow this ground. Why? The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or to detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here today, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave their last full measure of devotion. That we here highly resolved that these dead shall not have died in vain. That this nation under God You see, we thought it was 52, they added it. No. 1863. Look what it says. Shall have a new birth of freedom. And that the government of the people, by the people, and for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Most of us remember that before they started taking our history out of school. The Gettysburg Address. I thought it was always interesting how he said that most will little note, nor long remember what I say here today. And here we are, you know, you know, 180 years later, 160 years later, still declaring. Well, I, I was interested. I found a little excerpt. Because on Veterans Day, what do you talk about? Memorial Day, what do you talk about? And, and there was a, a bishop named Bromley Oxum. He was born in 91, 1891, and he died in 1963. Well, he would tell the story often of how he would be taking care of the annual Memorial Day or Veterans Day address, and he would do it many times at the Gettysburg Monument. And like probably all the other speakers, he felt the need to conclude his speech by reciting President Abraham Lincoln's famous address as I just did. But after he finished the address, he felt all had gone very well, and and he sat down. That was until an elder gentleman made his way forward and remarked, Son, you made an awful mess of Lincoln's speech. And Oxum said, What do you mean? I, I didn't miss a word of it. Here, look at my notes. And the old man said, oh, gosh, I, I don't need your notes. I know it by heart. You see, son, I was there the first time. I was there when President Lincoln 
gave the speech, the bishop realized that he was in the presence of a man who had heard it firsthand from the mouth of the great orator. And so he was curious. He asked him, he said, tell me, what, what made his different from mine? How, how did I differ from what the president said? The old timer explained it this way. He said, oh, Abe, he just put his hands out over the people. You know, more like a benediction, not a dictation. And he said, the government of the people, by the people, and for the people should not perish from this earth. He said, son, you got the words right, but you missed the whole message. You see, America is great because of its people, because a different passion grasped them, and drove them. And still today, if we lose that, then we do nothing more than what Bishop Oxham did. The elder man said, son, you emphasize government. President Lincoln emphasized people. And folks, when it becomes about the government taking care of us, instead of us running the government... We've taken ourselves right back from freedom to bondage. You see, when you have a government of the people, by the people, and for the people, you have democracy. But when you have a government of the people, for the people, ruled without the people, you have tyranny. And when that government of the people ruled without the people, forget it exists because of God You have anarchy. Close we be to that. At Victorious Life in California, where I had the privilege of founding and pastoring for for many, many, many years, we had a young lady in our church. Her name is Minnie Nelson. Her official name was Minerva. My wife, Pastor Philemon, very dear friend. We still talk to her. Matter of fact, when we started Victorious Life here in California, she would send us a monthly offering. Every once in a while, I get a text from her, a Facebook page and different things. Pastor, sure miss you. She became a naturalized citizen. She escaped the communist island of Cuba. Her and her family, her father, Manipulated the system to get them out. Well, she was in our church and, and she tried to teach me Cuban, Cubano. She tried to teach me all that. Folks, don't try to teach me another language. It's, it really doesn't go well. Ask Pastor Philemon. It doesn't go well. I have a hard enough time with English. Don't say anything. Well, she was going to be naturalized. Her excitement was momentous. She, she said, Pastor, tomorrow, tomorrow I become an American. She didn't say I become a Cuban-American. She said, yes, I'm from Cuba, but I'm an American. I don't forget my roots, but I'm not there. 
I'm here. And I'm out trying to replicate there, here. I'm here. I want to, and she said, oh, she was, oh, she was beside herself. And she went that next day and she was, she took a flag with her. She wear red, white, and blue. She had a flag on her thing. She got there when they told her to say the things she was supposed to say and do the things. She stood up proudly, but she came back the next day brokenhearted. She said, Pastor, there were so many there. They couldn't even speak English. They wouldn't say the things they're supposed to, and they just passed him anyway. It used to be people came to America to become an American. And I've said this for years, and I'll say it again. If a person doesn't come to America to become an American, what the heck are they coming here for? Folks, please, like I said, I'm, I'm very unpolitically correct. And if what I'm going to say is going to offend you, I ask you to forgive me first, and then I ask you to move on. America should not have a Chinatown. America should not have a Japantown. America should not have an African town. It should not have a Pakistan town. It should not have an Iran town. It should not have an Asian. Folks, fill in the blank. America should have America towns with people that speak of different, different ethnicities or different vocals or different uh, 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 accents or stuff like that. But folks, it's America. The minute you faction something, you destroy it. If they haven't come to become an American, they've come for the wrong reason. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. Come on. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bello Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small-town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary 
on the flyleaf under the heading My Pledge, he had written these words America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Amen. We are Americans. Folks, understand something. And I know there's, there's, different, there's differences. America, the people of America, the men and women of America, they don't treasure going to fight on foreign soils and other places for no purpose, no cause, no reason. America does not fight to conquer people. Our men and women, they go to conquer oppression. Not to take people's lands. Matter of fact, every land we've, we've taken, we've given back. To free the land and the people. Not to force anyone to change, but to change all those who try to implement change by force. We fight for those who don't know they need fighting for. Sadly, our youngest Our younger generation doesn't even understand this. They don't understand that the moment that we stop standing up and fighting for the freedom and liberty for others, it won't be long before we're trying to gasp air of the freedom and liberty we once had. When America is no longer filled with Americans, she will cease to be America. Someday, Liz, I'll go back, said Private First Class Peter Robert Zanetta of the 37th Engineer Combat Battalion and first assault wave to hit Omaha Beach. I'll go back and I'll see it all again. I'll see the beach, the barricades, and the graves. of Private Zanatta come to us from his daughter Lisa Zanatta Hen in a heart-rending story about the event her father spoke of so often. She tells some of his stories of World War II but says of her father the story to end all stories was D-Day. 
He made me feel the fear of being on that boat waiting to land. I could smell the ocean and feel the seasickness. I could see the looks on his fellow soldiers' faces, the fear, the anguish, the uncertainty of what lay ahead. And when they landed, I can feel the strength and courage of the men who took those first steps through the tide to what must have surely like, looked like instant death. And like all the families of those who went to war, she describes how she came to realize her own father's survival was a miracle. So many men died. I know that my father watched many of his friends be killed. I know that he must have died inside a little each time. Lisa Zanata Hen began her story by quoting her father who promised that he would return to Normandy. She ended with a promise to her father who died eight years ago of cancer. I'm going there, Dad. And I'll see the beaches and the barricades and the monuments. I'll see the graves and I'll put flowers there just like you wanted to do. I'll feel all the things you made me feel through your stories and your eyes. I'll never forget what you went through, Dad, nor will I let anyone else forget. And Dad, I'll always be proud. Through the words of his loving daughter, who is here with us today, a D-Day veteran has shown us the meaning of this day far better than any president can. It is enough for us to say about Private Zanatta and all the men of honor and courage. We will always remember. We will always be proud. We will always be prepared. So we may be always free. Omaha Beach. One of the five invasions of Normandy. France. The beginning of the end, D-Day. A few months later, the war ended. Tens of thousands gave their lives. And you know the sad thing? That was World War I. There's been World War II. been Korean War. There's been Vietnam. There's been a, a host of other wars. Why? Because the world wants to control and conquer. It wants to oppress. The spirit of America wants to set free. But sadly, will you all give me a few more minutes today? Sadly, a major error in our government today, in the name of immigration, free speech, and political correctness, it is incessantly occupied with people who do not believe what America stands for. And I venture to say that many of these same people would not die for it. The principles, the ideals, the truths that once made this nation great are now being turned down, turned out, and turned off. Especially in our places of higher education. Sounds like I'm a little patriotic, doesn't it? Well, folks, I am. You see, I believe in the adage, love it or leave it. You know, when all these people said that I'm going to leave if this guy gets presidency, 
Let me know where you want to go. I'll buy the ticket. Folks, I, I, I don't know the guy. I don't know. But I know he's doing some pretty cool stuff. Of course, the media is not going to tell you. Is everybody okay out there? Why do you say you love something and always talk bad about it? Why do you say, why do you go places and take advantage of things when you don't like them? Why do we say one thing and do another? Why do we make commitments and not keep them? Folks, America isn't perfect. But I've said this for years also. As goes America, so goes the world. As a man that has been literally all over the world, I can truly say there's no place like America. No place. Oh, there is beauty and scenery and all kinds of things in different places. But there's only one, America. Oh, beautiful, for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for purple mountain majesties, above, beyond, the fruited plain. America, America, God, we ask you to continue to shed your grace on thee. And crown her good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. America is great because America is good. And America is good because America was founded on God. But when America ceases to be good, she will cease to be great. It is when this great nation... Stop believing that God was her source and her direction. That's when she lost her conviction. That's when people started doing right in their own eyes. You throw the, folks, you know where morals come from? Morals come from God's word. You know understanding right and wrong? You know where right that comes from? From God's word. You get rid of God's word. The Bible says everyone does what is right in their own eyes. This has been and will be the downfall of every nation and every people and every era. The moment they turn away from God. And until that nation returns to the Lord God Jehovah then the other gods will rule and reign the thrones of the American homes. The United States is headed down a path similar to another great nation called the nation of Rome. Five reasons Rome fell. The undermining of the dignity and the sanctity of the home. Does that sound familiar? Increasing taxes and spending of public money for bread and circuses. Does that sound familiar? The mad craze for pleasure was sports becoming the central focus, more and more brutal. The building of gigantic armaments when the real enemy is the decadence of its people. And the decay of religion, faith fading into mere 
for him. There was a senator that once addressed his peers with stunning analysis. And he stood up and he said, I fear for our nation. Nearly half of our people receive some form of government subsidy. We have grown weak from too much affluence and too little adversity. I fear that soon we will not be able to defend our country from our sure and certain enemies. We have debased our currency to the point that even the most loyal citizen no longer trusts it. Sounds like United States of America 2017, doesn't it? But it wasn't. It was a Roman senator in 63 AD. You see, ladies and gentlemen... The devil has no no new bag of tricks, just a new bag of fools. You see, America has so many gods, materialism, socialism, capitalism, humanism, pluralism, and relativism. The only ism that America needs is monotheism, which is God and God Almighty on the throne. We can have all things, folks. Well, when you no longer have God, you really have nothing. Folks, you can pull all the monuments down you want to. America's history is still America's history. You can, you can change it in the schools because it offends you and you don't like it. Oh, I got to get these thoughts out of my head real quick. Folks, you can take a knee all day long and look as stupid as you want to look. All you're doing is bringing your own demise. Well, I'm, I'm standing up because I'm kneeling down. No, you're a selfish brat. Oh, pastor, that's offensive. Move on. Is it possible that through our independence, we have forgotten our freedom? See, Jesus died to set people free, not to make them independent. Codependence is a catchphrase, yet that is exactly what we need. Codependence on Christ. Because without Him, we can do nothing. You see, whenever God touches sin, it is independence that is touched. It is your rights and my rights. Ladies and gentlemen, 2,000 years ago, Jesus nailed his rights to the tree. And if you are a Christian and you're trying to hang on to your rights, you better die real quick or you're going to die a hard death. Our rights are in Christ. Not in this world. Well, you don't understand. Don't have to. Jesus said they hated me. They're going to hate you. If they hate you for your skin color, if they hate you because of your nationality, and they hate you, they hate you more for that than being a Christian, you better check your Christianity. You see, freedom is the ability to not insist on my rights, but to see that God's will is being done. America truly is one nation that was under God. And I believe that God is going to revisit this great land. I believe he's going to. But I don't know that he's going to uh, revisit it in a revival, but in a calling out saying, all that are for me, stand with me.
because the rest are going to side. This land is full of people who have willingly and willfully disobeyed the Lord just to take all. But it is also filled with multitudes who have chosen to give their all. There are sons and daughters, our mothers and fathers, our grandparents, neighbors, and friends. They served in a thousand different ways in places spanning the globe, watching, waiting, and ready at a moment's notice to give what was asked of them. So now we pause to express our gratitude and love toward those who served. Each swore a sacred oath to protect, and each bravely stood in our place around the world, all so that we could stand secure in the land of the free. Words like sacrifice, honor, commitment, integrity, bravery, and courage hardly scratch the surface of our gratitude for their service. While our words fail against the enormity of expressing our thanks for all you've done, we still raise our voices and honor you in our hearts, which are filled with the deepest kind of gratitude. To all of you, we pause to say, God bless you. And thank you for your service. As the worship team comes, I have a prayer that I've written down, and I'm going to pray it, but I'm going to ask it to be your prayer. The prayer is simply, search us, O God, and know our hearts. Try us and know our thoughts. See, God, if there is any wicked way in us, cleanse us from every sin and set us free. Guide and bless these men and women who have sent, you have sent to govern. Grant them your wisdom to rule that they may make decisions that will direct us to the center of your will. God, our government desperately needs you. You, Lord God Almighty. Today we recognize all those that gave so much. And I want you to watch this last video. Because the truth is, folks, all gave some. But some couldn't be here today because they gave all.
And it's because one gave all that the rest matters. Sadly, most of which is standing against everything we believe. Go far beyond this country, but the purposes and the foundation, the principles conceived in liberty. Conceived in liberty. With the understanding that all men are created equal. Well, folks, the world don't want that. The world wants everybody controlled, dominated, put under. Stand up for what you believe. Stand up for who you believe. America's not perfect. She's made lots of mistakes. But don't, don't let her be destroyed because it didn't fit somebody's narrative. People come here usually because of oppression, because of 
the things that they had to go through in the country they're in, the lack of ability to get ahead. Well, great. Do it correctly. Do it legally. Or don't do it at all. And my goodness, don't badmouth the handless feet here. Those are the statements you didn't make to people when they complain. You school folks, college folk, man, I tell you what, you got a tough. But can I tell you, when you stand up, all of heaven stands up. When you fall down, all of heaven's humiliated. Or say, Pastor, I just don't do anything. Well, then you've really done everything. Which means you've done nothing other than bring the name of the Lord down. You've got to stand up, folks. All gave some, but one gave all. And because he gave all, all those that give all can have eternal life as they have found Jesus Christ. Because of this truth, my chains are gone. I've been set free. I got my Savior. He's ransomed me. Let me talk to you just for a moment longer and I will we'll be going. I'll turn this over to Pastor Ray and he will dismiss us. Don't forget if you're a part of financial peace, you're going to go into the uh, your graduation ceremonies. My wife and I will be there to share this with you. It's going to be a wonderful time. If you are interested, stop by the class and ask what we need to do to sign up next year. But before you leave today, do you know Jesus? Do you know the one gave all they gave reason for all these others they gave all do you know him you see if you don't then all that we've talked about today really doesn't make a lot of difference we live we die yes there is eternity and two destinations heaven or hell I like the first one but to go there, you've got to make a choice. You say, well, no, I'm not going to make that choice. I'm going to, I'm going to do my own thing, and then God's going to see me, and I'm going to be good enough. And I'm a... No, the Bible says there is none righteous. No, not one. We become righteous through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, don't leave this place without asking him to come into your heart. You can see me. I'll be standing in the back for a while. Pastor Philemon, Pastor Ray, wave guys. They're beautiful wives. Okay, if you're here visiting for the first time, that's why I have them wave. Everybody else already knows them. Oh, Pastor Philip, my pastor. Yeah. But if you don't know Jesus, come meet them. Come meet their wives. Come meet my wife and I. If you do know Jesus, come meet us. Rejoice with us. Today, when you go to your different places, you see somebody with a cap on, like I said, in a restaurant. Folks, 10 bucks might just change their world. The song that we play, the song that we sing, 
This is why America was founded and why she stands. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Come on, church. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. I'm Joe Harding. From Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Center, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.